Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes or so, but each day getting us into God's Word, seven days a week. And that is important for the strength and growth of our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We're thankful to be able to help people stay in God's Word every day. Even if it's just for a few minutes, it keeps us focused. Keeps us focused on God's Word, keeps us focused on our relationship with God, keeps us focused on our spiritual lives. Now, help people in your life by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around, grow in their faith. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everyone you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about another one of those heart problems. And this one's gossip. Gossip. Now, Webster defines the word gossip as a person who chatters or repeats idle talk. Now, that's important, that that descriptive phrase, idle talk and rumors, and that's another important term, about others. About others. You know, a gossiper never gossips about themselves, do they? Ever thought about that? And, And gossip is not, it's not limited to either female or male. There are plenty of men and plenty of women, both genders, who, invo- who engage in gossip on a regular basis and are destructive in their gossiping toward other people. Another definition dis- describes gossip as personal, as discussing personal details of other people's lives, whether rumor or fact, especially when malicious. In other words, when hurtful. Hurtful toward that person who is the subject of the gossip. Now, again, gossip is another one of those two-edged swords because it certainly can be very hurtful and even destructive to the person who is the subject of the gossip. But it also has that other edge pointing right back at the person who is gossiping because it damages their character, it sullies it, and causes people to not want to be around that person much, to be on guard when they do find themselves around them because they know that person gossips. And whatever I say or whatever I do, they may end up taking it off and, boy, blowing it out of proportion and telling all kinds of people about that that I have said or done. So they're uncomfortable to be around gossipers, Now, so, the word gossip, again, as we pointed out, in the New Testament is not found in its singular form in either the King James, New King James, or American Standard versions of the Bible, very reliable translations, but it's found in its its plural form in 1 Timothy 5 and verse 13, and it's rebuked, the person who gossips or is referred to as a gossip but one who gossips, okay? And if you're looking at a different, at a number of people who practice in gossiping, they're gossips. And that, that particular characterization of such people is quite, quite descriptive, isn't it? And puts us on guard. Well, 
The word, another word that is used in the scriptures to describe a gossip or gossiping is a talebearer, a person who carries tales, who tells tales about other people, about other people. We talked about how it is absolutely condemned in the Old Testament law of Moses in Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 16. You shall not go about as a talebearer among your people, nor shall you take a stand against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord, the text says. That's God's very word. Of course, all scripture is God's very word. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. Oh, yes. That's Proverbs 18 and verse 8, and repeated again in 26 and verse 22. Interesting. Oh, yeah. And so I, I, I likened it to somebody seeing, oh, maybe some special pastry they love and oh, they see it on a buffet and they pick it up and they put it in their mouth and they chew, oh, and they swallow it down. It is so good. Such an exquisite experience. Well, that's physical food. But I'm simply using it as a comparison or an illustration to the person who is a gossip a gossiper who is a talebearer, and they hear something about somebody, and oh man, it's like, it's like, tell me more, please. What? Oh yeah, and it's like that exquisite piece of pastry that they put in their mouth, and they just, oh, they just take it in. It's so wonderful, and they swallow it down. Well, that's what that new piece of, that new tale about somebody else that they hear, and they can't wait to get off to somebody else and start telling it around, spreading it around to other people. To be guilty of gossiping is to be guilty of unnecessarily telling things, particularly about others that don't need to be told. A talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. Proverbs 11 and verse 13 now, notice the warning given by the wise man in a little later in the Proverbs. Proverbs 20 and verse 19. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. And oh, a gossip, a gossiper, one who engages with, in gossip all of the time, they will flatter the person that they're listening to that they're about to go and gossip about. That'll happen a lot of times, won't it? Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no talebearer, strife ceases. Proverbs 26 and verse 20. You see, a gossip, a person who engages in gossip all the time, they cause problems. They cause problems within groups of associates. It might be at work. It might be in some profession. It might be at school. It might be within a family. It could be within the Lord's church. Now, somebody will say, well, I, I did. You know, they're accused of gossiping. I didn't gossip. It was true what I said. Well, that does not necessarily mean it's not gossip. Did you need to tell it? What was your purpose in repeating it? Did it serve any productive purpose in your spreading it? See, again, what do the scriptures say there? A talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is a faithful spirit conceals a matter. Hmm. 
Another term that is used as a synonym for gossip in the scriptures is backbiting. And oh, uh, so much we can understand gossip as being an exercise in backbiting. Backbiting is translated from two Greek words meaning to speak against. And that's basically what gossip is, isn't it? You're not gossiping about something that's good and positive and productive of good things and good images that will be portrayed upon that person you're gossiping about. You're telling something that is going to be hurtful to that person to speak against. So backbiting probably puts an even uglier connotation on gossiping than talebearing. In Proverbs 25 and verse 23, we read, the north wind brings forth rain and a backbiting tongue and angry countenance. Again, Proverbs 25 and verse 23. Yes, as I noted earlier in this particular study, gossip can cause hurtful damage to a person. It can also cause anger and even violence. The psalmist portrays backbiting as a sin that can keep a person from being counted righteous by God. Notice, Lord, who made Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend. Psalm 15, verses 1 through 3. And you see three descriptive phrases there or, or, or clauses that describe gossiping. The person who backbites with his tongue, the person who does evil to his neighbor, the person who takes up a reproach against his friend, those are all simply descriptive of gossip. And the psalmist is saying people who practice such can end up not being with God in heaven for all of eternity. That's the point of it, the point of the rebuke, the point of the warning. Similarly, the apostle Paul couched backbiting in a list of unsightly sins of the heart and tongue. He wrote, For I fear lest when I come I shall not find you such as I wish, and that I shall be found by you such as you do not wish, lest there be contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults, 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 20. Now, he placed backbiters in that list of sins that will bring eternal condemnation to those practicing such. Notice, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, Romans 1 and verse 30. And notice his sobering warning in verse 32, those who practice such things are deserving of death. Now, he's not talking about shooting somebody down physically or even executing them legally. He's talking about eternal death, eternal condemnation in hell. What a horrible prospect.
And, and why? What's the reason that he's bringing out? Gossiping. He refers to it as backbitings, but it's the same thing. Now, notice some of those other terms or those other sinful actions that he kind of couches that within. Selfish ambitions. A lot of times a gossiper will be gossiping about somebody to try to make them look bad and in their own mind to make themselves look better, bigger, more important. But also whisperings. Whisperings. Does that not present the image of gossiping as well? And conceits? A lot of times gossip is is kind of motivated within a person because they're conceited over something that the other person they're gossiping about has done or has achieved or accomplished. Well, how sad that a person would resort to such. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to be the shining lights of godliness that you want us to be before the world around us. As we learn in Matthew chapter 5 and verses 16 through 20, help us to be that seasoning salt and help us to stay away from gossip, Father, please. Please, Father, strengthen us in this, please. Please forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.